Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking to take your media strategy to the next level and make impact with millions of customers? Walmart Connect harnesses the massive reach of America's number one retailer. They can help you connect more meaningfully with Walmart's 139 million weekly online and in-store customers to find the right audience for your message. They use Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to help you precisely target even niche audiences at scale. Visit walmartconnect.com today to see how they can help you find the customers you want at the scale you need. Hey, I'm sure by now you're aware of programmatic ad tech, but what is it exactly? Programmatic advertising, in some ways, is really anytime you're using software and data to make your media buying decisions. We see it in display ads, in CTV, programmatic digital out of home, and of course, audio. And new ad technologies are coming out every day. Actually, what you're hearing right now is a type of programmatic ad, or at least a hybrid. It's not programmatic in the sense that a piece of software is buying this ad right now in a real-time bidding auction, but it is programmatic in the sense that it was bought through a buying platform that matched the advertiser to this podcast. And who is the advertiser? Grapeseed Media. When it comes to the world of programmatic, they're one of the companies that knows the most about the latest advances in all programmatic. Their whole mission is programmatic that lets you play with the giants. They open the door and walk you through the entire programmatic landscape. They're the closest thing possible to an in-house programmatic team without the expense and trouble of an actual in-house team. They're completely tech agnostic, which means they sit on all ad technologies, including emerging ones, like the platform they use to serve this host red ad. If you're curious to take your programmatic further, reach out to them at grapeseedmedia.com. And thank you, Grapeseed Media, for being a sponsor of this podcast. You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, a show where we discuss trends, pop culture, the devil's lettuce, because at the end of the day, everything is an ad. I am here once again reunited with my lovely co-host, Rebecca Stewart, Europe brand editor. Bex, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really, really excited about today's episode. I absolutely love the campaign we're going to talk about. Yes, me too. And you know what I love too is that it's such a good fit for Halloween. Um, 100%. And I think it was created, yeah, with that intention. Um, so this is like our spooky episode, but um, informative and talking about devil's lettuce. So uh, without further ado, let's bring on our guests. So we are joined by our own Terry Stanley, LA-based senior editor at Adweek, where she specializes in consumer trends and cannabis and plant-based food products, aka she is our cannabis queen. She does an exception. <laughs> Job with the coverage. Terry, welcome. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Always. <laughs> and you are here today, too, to give your expertise um, in this industry because we have Courtney Zalewski, Chief Brand and Marketing Officer at Embark. Courtney, welcome. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. 
Yeah, so we're excited to have you. You know, we were talking a little bit about this before we officially started recording, but basically we're here to talk about The Devil's Lettuce. Um, And it is a really fun campaign that you did from Embark. Can you just, I mean, by the time this episode comes out, Terry's exceptional write-up on the campaign is also out, so I encourage readers to check it out. But um, can you give us like a little bit of a lowdown on the, the campaign? Yeah, so so Embark kind of taking a step back. Embark is a family of neighborhood shops. We have currently nine locations in California. And our mission really is it's about celebrating cannabis for the curious, expert, and everyone in between. And the Devil's Lettuce campaign was born at it was born out of our love for cannabis and really a rallying cry for our internal team and also industry folks, people that understand that reefer madness and the myths and misconceptions around the plant still still exist. And so this this campaign isn't necessarily meant to change the mind of someone that is skeptical or fearful of cannabis. It's meant to make those that understand what this is smile, right? And it's done in a cheeky and playful way. We really wanted to uh, lean into old Hollywood horror movies and nostalgia and propaganda and, you know, all of those things that kind of make you feel a little unsettled and um, just just feel something. I mean, it's such a funny, interesting, like playful campaign, you know, as you said, and like, I didn't know anything about the kind of reefer madness until I read Terry's piece. Can you talk a little bit about that and the kind of inspiration for it? And I also found it funny that some people over on X thought this was a real ad. So the kind of focus on propaganda and like those old Hollywood tropes clearly worked. I, I mean, I love that. I can't wait to read read that article. But yeah, I mean, Reefer Madness, you know, the actual film itself, it was, it epitomized, you know, the, the hysteria and misinformation around cannabis. If you look at that footage, it it's so over the top, it feels like it's just a joke. Um, you know, and it was born out of a culture of fear and it painted cannabis consumers as crazed and dangerous and, and devilish, right? And now, today, I think, you know, in the industry and people that are familiar with that term devil's lettuce, we've, we embrace it and we're trying to reclaim it. And, you know, what better way to do that than through Friday the 13th launch, you know, October spooky season, it kind of all just fits and, and works really well together. Um, but, you know, the, the fears, I think, from Reefer Madness, when that film came out in the 30s, if you look back, there's just this history of by design where these fears came from and they just were perpetuated from decade to decade. Yeah, I love that. Before we jump into more of the campaign details, Terry, I'd love to kind of pick your brain here on the history that Courtney just touched on, just like about the cannabis space now and just kind of seeing these campaigns. You do an excellent job of covering them. So um, kind of like where the cannabis space uh, lands now and your thoughts on this campaign as well. Thank you for that, Luz. You're always such a great supporter of this space and my work in this particular on this particular beat. That it's obviously it's near and dear to my heart. But um, thank you. And um, I believe that there are a number of brands who who are really good at tackling those myths and busting stereotypes. They really kind of make it their business. And obviously, embark is 
um, if you look at the website that they dedicated and they created this original content, they have taken sort of a lot of PSAs from the past and clips and videos and all this, um, when you, especially when you look at them all together, you can sort of scroll down that timeline that they did in their site and then look at all these pieces of media that have been created and you, you understand where the stigma comes from because there's years and years, as Courtney was just saying, years and years worth of um, propaganda on one side of things. So even when we look at say recently, you know, this is your brain on drugs or some of the very, very famous taglines that have come out of um, media and advertising, we can see why people feel the way they, some people feel the way they do about cannabis. They don't have, they lack the education that come, that is now coming, that, that now the industry has to do, that has to step up and say, um, I know you were told that to just say no and that drugs are bad and that weed is is a hard drug. It's Schedule 1. It's in the Controlled Substances Act. But it's actually a plant and it's plant medicine. This is such an interesting market to me um, because in the UK, you know, this is still completely illegal. Um, and, you know, there is campaigns to make cannabis legal um, or legalise cannabis, sorry, in certain parts of the UK but yeah I don't know it's getting as much momentum as it's had in the US. So you know Courtney as Terry you mentioned Embark went really big on this campaign like the sheer number of channels that ran across are really impressive there's you know a landing page a playlist there's packaging there's merchandise in an industry where marketing and ad and creative teams are kind of constantly pushed to justify their spend how did you get buy-in here right from the top of the business? It was, it was an easy sell. I mean, the entire team, our leadership team is incredibly passionate about this, this story and making sure that people hear this. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, our team is incredibly small. I, I when I was talking to Terry, I, I was nervous about admitting how small our team is. So in many ways, this was you know, a passion project, I would say, because we had so many other priorities that we're juggling. But for our team and company, one of the things that I'm most passionate about is making sure that we're telling stories, that we're not just selling, 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 that we're not, you know, just, I think our industry in particular has gotten into the habit of just spamming deals after deals. And this was an opportunity for us to do something that was immersive that was very on brand for us and that was holistic, right? From the trailer to the product, to the packaging, to our pricing strategy, to the merchandise, um, to the timeline, you know? So I, at the end of the day, it was a big lift, but um, we, we really didn't spend that much money. We were, we're very scrappy. We're very, a very scrappy team. Uh, and I know that word's thrown around a lot, but um, I, I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're scrappy here too, and listen, we're proud about it. So yes. I mean, look at what your team accomplished. <laughs> well, that's actually Terry made me kind of re rethink the way that I reevaluate the way that I've been thinking about it, and I think that I should be a little bit more proud about that, right? Because we are, we're you know, it, cannabis advertising and marketing is already so challenging. We have the the limits and you know constraints and regulations that we have to face 
in addition to budgets. You know, we don't get to advertise on traditional platforms. We don't get to reach consumers the way that, you know, really any other industry can. We can't advertise on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We can't talk about cannabis. We can't use the word. We will get banned, right? So even if you look at the website, we had to scrub all instances of cannabis. Even the packaging, I had to blur it out because AI bots now can go and scan. And if they detect that, there's a chance that, you know, Google will push you down in search results and you just pay, you have, there's negative consequences to that. So um, this was a way to tell a story that was about cannabis, but hope, you know, in a little bit more cheeky way. Yeah, definitely. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, it sounds like such a creative challenge, but your team have really risen to the occasion on this one for sure. Ready to unlock the full potential of your media spend? Whether you're looking to launch a new product, build your brand, or help increase sales this quarter, Walmart Connect helps brands make an impact with precise targeting, powerful analytics, and the reach of America's number one retailer. Walmart Connect offers solutions for advertisers of all sizes on and off Walmart's digital properties and in their stores. From cost-effective sponsored search and self-serve display ads on Walmart's site and apps to connected TV and off-site media across web and social to in-store activations and live events, Walmart Connect can help you deliver the right content to the right Walmart customer at the right step of their shopping journey. And Walmart Connect's closed-loop measurement means they can track the full impact of your campaign on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in-store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today to find out how you can start connecting with Walmart's 139 million weekly online and in-store customers. Walmart Connect. More than media. Meaningful connections. Yeah. And Courtney, I was going to say something you said before about um, you guys have to be so cautious and it's like such an oversaturated space now in terms of attention. And it reminds me of this line that somebody used in a voice piece. We had to remove it because it didn't, you know, but it was still really funny and it stuck with me. But, you know, one can even compare like the advertising industry right now to like that uh the donkey and shrek where he's like pick me pick me and like in your face you know and like and this annoys uh consumers even more so i feel like in the cannabis space especially um this speaks volumes about the effectiveness of a campaign like this where you don't go through the traditional channels you can't um some of the traditional channels and so but you still manage to garner this kind of response so you know, in terms of response, you had lines out the door. You had, a, according to Terry's article, there were already lines before your locations opened up. You sold out in 48 hours. There is editorial coverage. Now you're on a podcast to talk about it. Did you anticipate this kind of response to this? None. No, no. <laughs> I mean, we we didn't truly. I, I What we wanted to do, you know, kind of thinking about who our customer is, the, the core consumer at the end of the day is our team. And I don't know if that is true for every single industry, but it certainly is with cannabis retail. The people that are in the shop that are selling cannabis, they are so enthusiastic, so passionate about sharing their knowledge with, with our, our community that the, the goal here really was, you know, we involved every single team member, every shop as early as possible. 
right? And so getting their buy-in and making them feel a part of this process, showing them sneak peeks of the packaging, showing them sneak peeks of the posters, right? Having them review the website before it was released and getting their feedback on it got them excited about what was to come, then giving them the merchandise, right? So that they were able to wear it and get the customers excited. So, you know, I think that that for for me was a really big lesson in, you know, brand at the end of the day and marketing is is obviously it's not just external, it's internal. And that was, I think, the biggest takeaway is that getting the team behind it is is really number one, because if they're bought in, by nature, I think the customers are going to, and that's what happened, right? The There were the lines, we sold out, we're still having people, we get a new, new shipment in on Thursday or Friday, but, you know, it's the excitement is still there. And I think we learned, it was an experiment and we learned, we learned a lot from it. It's, yeah. the, it's the, that kind of punching above their weight class campaigns. I love those. Those are the kinds I really seek out uh, in cannabis. It's It may be somewhat easier. They still have the same restrictions, but it might be a little bit easier for, say, a multi-state operator to come out with a, a lovely piece of creative because they have the resources. And I think it's more interesting to look at smaller teams who don't have that kind of necessarily financial backing or manpower, but still come up with something that is so inventive. It's one of, it's one of my favorite kinds of things to look for. And in this case, I, it just fires on so many cylinders to me. And, yeah. you know, to, to use reefer madness and some of those old, like very, you know, Razzie worthy kind of pieces of content to base something on and the artwork that came from it with that very classic kind of 50s pulp sort of that is my absolute love language. (laughs) You know, what's really, really funny about all of this is that there was a point where I had to ask a few different people, I wasn't going to release this. I, I was so nervous about it. I was nervous about the reaction and people misinterpreting it, you know, just given how the internet and, and things work in 2023. And I was really nervous. And it was our, our marketing director, Nick, that's like, stop it. Stop overthinking this. We're putting it out. It's awesome. And and so back to your point, you know, about the reaction, it, it really is a pleasant surprise. And I think the team, it's given us a, you know, it really has given us some more momentum and our already, I think, great growth that we're experiencing. So um, I'm, I'm just, I'm pumped and excited and proud of the team for, you know, everyone on the retail side too, for, for putting all, all that they did into this. Yeah. Sometimes like overthinking can kind of be an enemy of, of creativity, I guess. Like, I do it well. I do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I do it really, really <laughs> Don't well. Don't we all? Crushed it. <laughs> yeah. Crushed it. yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, I can, I can obsess over, you know, I, this isn't fair. I, I know when to obsess over the right things, but sometimes, man, I can look at one pixel and I'm like, it, it just drives me crazy <laughs> and no one else will notice it, you know? 
Yeah, yeah definitely. And like one of the things that kind of interested me, Terry, before we hopped on the call, you know, you mentioned that campaigns like this are the exception in the cannabis industry at the moment. Like, of course, you have the best beer ad week. Everyone knows it. And you find the kind of best weed campaigns spotlight them for us. But you said that creativity in the space like isn't maybe where it should be at. Why do you think that is? Um, I think a lot, I think that the industry wants to be taken seriously. It needs to be taken seriously. We look at the state by state march. Um, so the, the momentum is there, but I think in order to, to feel legitimate, sometimes the, um, the approach from brands can be a little bit stodgy. Or it's the complete opposite end where it's just so stereotypical. It looks like an SNL skit. <laughs> so I, really, I feel like you do such a good job with coverage. I just, I, I always like thought this, like, yeah, this part of the industry was like fun. It's genius. It's everything. But like, I, I trust you if you see some stuff out there that clearly should not get covered. There's a lot of stuff that should not get covered. <laughs> and then what about like beverage beverage brands like that's does that kind of fall in line there too um well we've got can you know like the the celebrity backed weed soda that has done some of the most amazing breakthrough kinds of um music videos and full-on production numbers and holiday ads and guerrilla marketing around the super bowl i mean they have a very good time. And they also have like so little marketing money. They have a tiny marketing budget. Talking about pun- punching above their weight class. Like they do, so they call in all their favors and get their celebrities to show up. And, you know, they do things like they have a really good time with their communications. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, drinks, I think maybe, and Jones Soda. Uh, Mary Jones has done some some very fun things as well. They put out a zine that was um, has a lot of bud tenders involved. So yeah, drinks is a little is a little sassier. Interesting. I didn't, it's more I didn't familiar think- too. It's yes. it's one of those things where there's a, an easier, I think, connection to. I mean, obviously, alcohol, right? That's more more acceptable. It's, I think, a natural kind of progression when we're trying to make the connection or get a consumer to um, consider cannabis over something else. Uh, but I, I completely agree. I mean, can when you look at all of their work, like they are, you can just tell they're having fun. It's just full on creative. Like that's a a creative's kind of dream just to to go in and make that type of work time and time again. Yeah, like the fun stuff, like uh, like override the whole process and let's just get this shit out there and just have fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that is a good point you make though, Luz, because I think there is a little bit of that push and pull with the industry. The industry must be taken seriously. They right. are it, it is mm-hmm. a CPG, it is a brick and mortar, like it is a real business. And so I think that that people struggle with that. Like, how can we be flip? We can't be flip when, you know, Washington is debating whether we're going to be able to get safe banking or not. We need to be serious, you know? So it's, it's tough. Totally tough. And I, but 
at the same time, it's like fun marketing too. So yeah, no, it's really interesting to continue watching this space evolve. Um, Specifically for you guys, Courtney, Embark is expanding very quickly. Um, I understand you're expanding to 22 stores by the end of 2024. You were telling us before this that you guys actually uh, opened up not even that long ago um, during the pandemic. So like, what's next? Are you just continuing to, to increase your footprint? Yeah, we are. Um, I mean, look, opening up a brick and mortar retail store in the middle of a tourist town, which was South Lake Tahoe at the beginning of the pandemic was truly probably one of the most wild ideas that has ever <laughs> happened. Um, and so it's, you know, we've been through a lot and the industry, even in that amount of time has, has really changed. It's, I don't think you would meet one person in cannabis that would say that this is easy. Right. It is it is a brutal, brutal industry. But um, there's you know, our team is incredible. And we're at nine stores right now. We'll we'll have two more open by the end of this year and then four more by Q1 22 by the end of next year. And we're just, um, you know, going to continue on, keep opening up in these locations and in these communities. And, yeah, I'm excited and, and, you know, have more products like this come out that speak in to our customers and, and get this type of attention, hopefully. Well, and we I did. think, Courtney, a big point of this program is to drive your loyalty membership. And that's, I think that's kind of at the heart of this as well, uh, along with rallying your employees and your your own teams. But to really, the, those loyalists, those fans are your community. They help you build community. So I think that's really a key part of that as well. 100%. And I, I mean, that's, that is the core of this. You know, I think that in cannabis, we are in a position where we end up get, becoming really reactionary. You know, there's this race to the bottom where it's price slashing every single day. You know, I saw a billboard. Um, this was one of our, our competitors. They have a billboard that's 90% off. You know, I, I don't know how you compete with that, right? It's very it's a very dangerous game to play. And it's also not a game that I, as a brand, you know, mar- marketing person, I don't want to play that, right? I want to tell stories. I also want to drive revenue, but I want to do it in a way that has a distinct point of view and has legs to last for a really long time. And so, you know, our our loyalty members, which we we call our loyalty program, the Passport Club, um, they are, we're putting all of our attention to them, right? And that's not a new strategy, right? But I think that a lot of the industry is focused on getting new consumers and stealing from, you know, stealing market share. And what we're trying to do is really just focus on the people that are most loyal to us, giving them the best experiences possible, whether that is through customer service, you know, a fast and sleek website, um, exclusive product drops, right? And uh, really great everyday fair pricing. So that is the core of our our marketing strategy is just to give back to them and make them feel special. So they have no reason to leave. Um, You can't get devil's lettuce anywhere else. You know, you're not going to be able to get our next product release, uh, which is is happening on Friday. You're not going to be able to get that anywhere else. Um, and we'll continue to do this um, and, and just continue to get back to, um, you know, to the, the community. Yeah. 
Sorry, Bex. I just have a quick comment. I, I just wanted to say that it's so refreshing to hear that, that you're rewarding your loyalists and your um, because <clears throat> you're so right. People try to get like new consumers. And even when you're a loyal consumer, sometimes like the rules change or just the rewards change. I mean, not that it's the same sector, but like we just saw that with Delta, you know, when they changed all their rules and their loyalists turned real quick on them um, just because they were just kind of and it's so understandable, just offended that, you know, they gave all this loyalty to a brand that at the end of the day they're trying to meet their business needs as is everybody else but at the expense of their consumers so very refreshing to hear you guys are doing that yeah definitely yeah. I, I was just going to say Courtney I think this calls for an ad week team west coast trip 100%. Um, yeah <laughs> I'm in I think I mean, this is let's go. <laughs> such a fascinating space for me like looking in from the UK so thank you so much for talking to us about it and like kudos to you and your team for such a cool creative campaign keep them coming please and thank you so much terry for hopping on you're definitely one of our favorite guests to have on the yeah. pod queen terry i i am thrilled to get courtney into the ad week fold i'm so happy now she's an foa friend of ad week now <laughs> we, we're loyal to them too this is uh you know any brand marketer that gets this opportunity is, I mean, it's awesome. It's truly awesome. It made my, made my week. So I really appreciate the time and um, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's just great talking to people who love their job and I can hear that f from you. So thank you so much for your time, Courtney. And thanks Terry. And thank you, Liz. And when listeners. You know, it's Croptober. So you should have come now. It's harvest time. <laughs> No way. Is this like peak industry? It is. It is. It is. Yes. Wow. It is. No and that's also it. devil's lettuce. It's, I mean, it's the freshest of the fresh straight from, <laughs> straight from the farm. So hilarious. All right. We'll see you guys next October then. <laughs> <laughs> next week. All right. Get that, that, that Delta flight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys. All right. Thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by me, Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening. If you expect your media investment to deliver clear, measurable results, Walmart Connect can help you get there with powerful analytics and the reach of America's number one retailer. Their closed-loop measurement uses Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to track the impact of your campaigns on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in-store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today and see how they can help make your media spend meaningful. Walmart Connect. More than media? meaningful connections.